Geopolitics and Empire is joined by Dr. Igor Shepard. He is a former Soviet Russian military doctor and a public speaker on WMDs and counterterrorism. He has spent the last 20 years in the public health arena, training various institutions, military and government agencies on chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear and explosive or CBRNE preparedness. Privyet is pasiba, što učastvujete v podcast, Dr. Shepard. Thank you very much. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you first gave a talk on COVID-19 back in November of 2020 in Colorado. That speech went uh, viral, I think, and was, of course, taken off of YouTube, but continues to live on uh, via various uh, alternative platforms. Thankfully, it was given uh, at a church. And since then, I have only found some of your writings via lourockwell.com. Uh, I'm also wondering, you know, if speaking out affected your employment, but could you briefly tell us about your background and kind of bring us up to speed on how things have been for you uh, since speaking out on COVID-19? Well, uh, then we need to go back a little bit to uh, Soviet Union very quickly. I was born and raised and my education is all from Soviet Union. And uh, so I understand the life under communistic regime. Uh, I was a military physician. I graduated from uh, DOD or Military of Defense, SM Kirov Military Medical Academy. Become military physician, spent some time in Poland, city Javor, worked for special battalions, uh, chief medical officer, responsible for immunization of personnel, military and civilian personnel, taking care of periodic outbreaks of infection diseases. And uh, the, actually, uh, the mission was quite clear. And it's not just a special battalions, it's a battalions um, which main, uh, responsible for maintenance of uh, bio facilities. And as we know, at that time, um, we had a you know, very tense relation with United States. And, uh, you know, as a young brainwashed officer like me, uh, was all full of uh, dreams of fighting with the United States of America, of course, was ready to change the world in the wrong way. So I'm trying to say I was part of them. Let's put it this way. I never become communist, a member of Communist Party, but uh, yes, I was a part of the system. I call it the system. In fact, in Russia, when you say the system, they understand what we're talking about. And um, then I, uh, you know, uh, become active reserve officer. I tried to leave. I was a part of strategic rocket force of Soviet Union, then in Russia, Russian Federation, and uh, specialized in internal medicine and uh, weapons of mass destruction, uh, mostly with angle of bioweaponry. Bio and um, that's kind of my past. And in 1992, a group of missionaries from America came. At that time, I was working at a training hospital, a specializing facility in St. Petersburg. So, and I, that's why I met my future wife, June. That's how we met. And uh, she actually was, she had a, a ministry, Christian Airlines ministry. And uh, she brought uh, medical supplies, Bibles. You know, after collapse of uh, Iron Curtain, it was quite unusual to see American faces in any area of Soviet Union, well, become Russia, but still, 
it was a very uh, kind of fresh air for many people. This is the first time when I uh, was uh, introduced to the Bible for the first time pretty much in my life. And, uh, you know, we fall in love. I didn't speak English well. She did not speak Russian much. And we had a small dictionary, so that's how we communicated for a while. And, uh, and honestly, that's why she came. She was a flight attendant at Delta Airlines. That's how she had the opportunity to actually uh, bring gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, Bibles and medical supplies to orphans in uh, St. Petersburg, Russia. Uh, in 1993, uh, we married, and uh, I still was active reserve officer, and I left without questioning authorities, pretty much we left, and uh, I came in the United States, Seattle, Washington, my first step ground. Uh, I did different things. I had my own business, Global Strategic Resources, for about 12 or 13 years. It's a consultant, consultant type of a business and training. I did a lot of training of uh, different uh, uh, providers, uh, hospitals, medical, EMS, uh, police, fire. Spent uh, six years working for counterterrorism operation support at uh, Department of Energy Nuclear uh, National Nuclear Security Agency at uh, uh, North Las Vegas. Most uh, worked in uh, nuclear uh, Nevada test site. We did different projects, did a lot of trainings of personnel and all kinds of issues, CBRNE, biological, radiological, a lot of radiological nuclear. Uh, for the last seven and a half years, I actually worked for uh, state of Wyoming as a redness and uh, countermeasure program manager for state of Wyoming public health department. That was my position. Responsible to take care of strategic national stockpile and uh, CAMPEC, CDC stockpiles of uh, organophosphate uh, antidotes and did a lot of different work on operational plans. And when COVID broke down, COVID-19, I was a part of a team with the Department of Homeland Security uh, working on uh, alternative care sites first and then uh, intelligence section chief that was my practically last position until uh, my speech, of course, in last November. Hard to believe it's almost a year, really, past. Time is flying. So, and uh, which my speech cost me my job, and uh, it was okay. I knew that. I knew it's happened. But I just make a decision. I could not handle anymore uh, being a quiet. I just could not do that. Plus, I was a part of vaccination program team uh, team uh, for state of Wyoming. And after my research on Pfizer, Moderna, Novavax, and some other um, pharmaceutical companies' vaccines, uh, which I probably tell you a little bit later about my discoveries, which pushed me seriously to make a serious decisions in my life. Because I knew at that time, at that point, before even vaccines start distributing that we are in trouble and we come into the big, big surprises. And that surprise is today actually very visible in many deaths and many injured people from these vaccinations. So I feel right in my heart for what I did in uh, Loveland, City Loveland, Colorado Church in November, last November. And if I could, I can do a thousand times more. I don't have a problem with this. 
yeah, I was kind of in the same situation. I was working in education uh, in Kazakhstan, and um, I wouldn't even be able to be employed any longer because now they have these vaccine uh, mandates. And so I, I wouldn't like to take that. So I, I would have to quit. And same thing here now uh, in Mexico is is happening. So in your speech uh, and the a couple of the articles that you've been writing on Lou, Lou Rockwell, the thesis you provide is that uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, COVID-19 is a global military operation, a psychological operation, which has the purpose of ushering in a global totalitarian government, essentially. And we can verify parts of your claim because we are indeed witnessing governments, politicians, and the nations of the world all acting in perfect unison and destroying all vestiges of constitutional democracy and civil liberties and imposing a dictatorial biosecurity regime or medical tyranny. And uh, you also claim that there may not even be an actual uh, virus. Just a few days ago, a Canadian scientist, which I have interviewed, Denis Rancor, published an investigation, which also agrees with your thesis, saying that there is no pandemic and that, quote, persistent chronic psychological stress induced by the long-lasting government-imposed societal and economic transformations during the COVID era converted the existing societal public health and hot climate risk factors into deadly agents, end quote. So it's been a year since you gave your talk, and I'm sure over time and with new information, you've been maybe refining your thesis. So you know, can you explain to us you know, what is behind this so-called pandemic? Uh, what's going on? Uh, you know, what are the goals? Well, I think it's a two, two parts of the story. Uh, first of all, we all know we're moving towards a great reset. And the deadline is 2030. Deadline extended since the agenda 21. They not accomplished the goals in 2021. They extended another nine years. Now it's only eight left. So we have a short time. But I'm talking about sustainable development goals, which a blueprint of Chinese sustainable development goals and uh, not even the goals they established the sustainable development in china territory for many years as a communism that's what it is so what i try to say yes i do not believe actual isolate the pure isolate of sars cov2 exist i don't believe that so far no cdc no any other no national institute of health no any other organization uh, release that sample, and it's need to be a natural, purified isolate. That's very simple. In fact, it's so simple then SARS, uh, severe acute respiratory syndrome one, after pandemic 2003-2004, widely available without any problems, pure isolates, it's fine. What, what I First, what I really uh, start concerning as a former uh, Soviet military physician and a part of the system, I'll be coming back to the system periodically because it's very important to understand what that even means. The system is like a box. You're inside the box and you know every corner of this box. But you're inside the box. You cannot look outside. But the box is so familiar to you that you can close your eyes and you know every corner of this box, even in the dark. So this is actual what the communistic regime does individually and with the masses. They will live in all in a box, big box, small box, isolate. So that little boxes are kind of like a safety heaven, if you wish, 
So don't open please box. I'm comfortable here. Don't touch me, please. I'm fine and inside the darkness, it's okay. So this is my part. This is who I was at that time in Soviet Union. And what I'm trying to say, I was quite shocked to see how openly Chinese government start showing the whole world that they made mistake or it was a kind of outbreak natural from the market wet and all this other stuff. You please understand in many, um, in most communistic uh, countries, they like to hide the facts. And I understand the facts cannot be hidden for too long if you have some serious viral big outbreak going on. But according to the CDC, including Chinese CDC, this is extremely mild, nothing new, coronavirus, which common common in China and in Russia, and actually all over the world. We have about six uh, species of coronaviruses which are actually adaptable to human transmission. So it's nothing new for the world. And it's a very mild one. It's only like 0.1, mortality rate. So truly such a, a amazing circus which Chinese gave to the world when they start building up huge thousand sets, field hospitals, and uh, thousands of military physicians, Chinese marching in the streets, ready to fire that big, big, you know, mystery virus. So uh, everybody get nervous. That's the first psychological ups you have to the world. It's actually worked, including United States. I was myself sitting on daily meetings, watching the John Hopkins map, John Hopkins University famous map of a COVID world, the global map and the little dots in there growing and growing by day. And now it's here and now it's there. And finally it's in the United States. Okay. But the fear turned into, I almost feel paranoia, kind of. And America did not even have a cases yet, but we already inside feel like, oh, something very big coming. That's what Chinese did to the world. Now, International Taxometry Committee says, and very clearly, that the species of SARS-1 virus and this new SARS-CoV-2 virus is absolutely identical and they cannot even separate them because they are the same. Okay, so then again, it's kind of telling me, all right, what is that SARS-CoV-2 truly is? What is this? I understand it's here and it's there and it's highly contagious and it's transmitted so fast through the super spreaders. Now, that's my first impression about Chinese practically military response inside their own country, which not surprised me. What surprised me is openness of China in the matter. But now I realize it was a time to be open like this because the military psyops need to be visible for public to change their opinion, create fear, plenty of disinformation. I mentioned John Hopkins University map. It was the first step of disinformation into the eyes and the brains of United States. Physician, nurses, anybody who actually watched that. 
So there's a lot of different steps and little things happen. I always I always say that um, counterinsurgent operations is like a Napoleon cake. You know, Napoleon cake has a multiple layers. And there's so many layers, then when you start, you even forgot what the first layer was actually about. Because on the seven and eight layer, you actually truly, if it's all lies, which it is a lies, and disinformation and propaganda. So you truly forgotten what is in the first layer truly is. Because the more you lie, the more you're confused. So this is the first thing what was given to us is a confusion. Now, I believe United States government, and I say that as straight as I can say, is treasonous organization. Let's put this way softly. Federal government of the United States is no longer serving with the people in the United States. And I can speak for other governments. I see the actions, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and all others. I can see even Mexico. I already see that. I view, I view your other presentations, and you mentioned many times that this is getting tough in there, for real. And that's actually truly smell like communism to me. Now, when I say all this, I say, you need to see the big picture. If you don't see the big picture because you're afraid or confused, take your time, go on the websites. Don't be afraid to choose and look at different verses of information. It's all available right in there. It's fine. You can find the truth, really. So I found my truth about this. And there's so much confusion was around this COVID-19 and so much confusion federal officials in the United States gave to us, like Anthony Fossey, for example. Speeches, oh, masks does not work. Yes, great virologist, they not work. Thank you very much. Two weeks later, you know what? I don't think so. I think, yes, I think we need the masks. And we need the masks everywhere and for everybody. And that man knows after whole 12 months or longer now, wearing the mask eight, nine hours a day, practically destroying your immune system, capabilities to fight any infections. Just to jump in. So then would you just say the mask is more just part of the you know visual, mental, psychological operation? It's the occultic ritual. I view that because I look at the spiritual side of this whole thing because that's the most important side. But... Yes, it's actually suppressed person inside. I myself I did not wear the mask since the beginning. In fact, I'll be honest, I wear the mask one time when I was in VA hospital and I put the mask, we had some exercise, I put the mask on. Not because of COVID-19, because it was a right thing to do. That's it. That's all when I did, one time for a few hours. I refuse wearing the mask in the stores or anywhere else. And I don't care how people look at me. And in Colorado, they look very mean on my family, at me, because they people amazingly flexible to become different so fast. And that's scary. Yeah, I feel the same about the mask. I don't, I don't wear it, uh, I, I, and I go into places w without it, and sometimes I get away with it, uh, and in other instances, I just go shop somewhere else. Just to step back uh, a bit, because this is the confusing part. So you said that SARS-CoV-2 is identical to SARS-CoV-1, which you, you know, right. so, so, some say was made made in a laboratory, you know, back in tw 2003. So then, what we're experiencing now 
is that an actual uh, bioweapon SARS-CoV-1 or is it all just, you know, one psychological operation? Because over a year ago, I interviewed Dr. Francis Boyle, the author of the Bioweapons Export mm-hmm. uh, Bioweapons Act. Uh, that interview went went viral and that got um, got deleted. And he's he thinks it's a you know bio weapon that came out of Wuhan. So I mean, is it a, a real virus or or is it just you know they they switched the the, the influ, in, influenza numbers and and made you know put them into COVID? What's the story there? Right. Well, see, the story is truly also connected to PCR RT polymerized chain reaction test, the story is. So it's very easy to actually detect and make a positive test. We already know that. It's amplification test should never be used for that purposes at all. But the point is, when we have, uh, I don't believe in virus existence at all, but the family of coronaviruses exist. And if some other coronavirus is present and circulate, around the world, and we might be circulating even now. It's actually, even that can give a positive symptoms, illnesses, and such. Now, thank you for mentioning influenza, influenza A. Okay, seasonal flus. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people experience this every year. Colds, orthoviruses, rhinoviruses, all kinds of viruses. Allergic reactions. What I'm trying to say that um, if virus existed for real, that that's not the virus they're presenting because that virus is simply not shown to us so far. Now, personal opinion, virus not exist at all. And other, because the hospitals is empty. I mentioned to you in the beginning, I work for, uh, to investigate and build alternative care sites for state of Wyoming. Big complexes need to be re-engineered, rebuilt into specializing negative pressure facilities for only patients with COVID-19 severe for intubational purposes. They must be intubated. In Wyoming, they never actually came to the fact they need to build anything and they're good for them. Colorado, they built millions of dollars later. Nobody came inside. So where are all these people? It's a mild virus. It's exist? No, it's not exist. The viruses which exist and people get sick is influenza A, colds and such. And now because of paranoia, as I mentioned, fear, People feel like, yes, it is for sure I had a COVID. And the test I have as well. Please look, it's positive. That, that was one of my, that was one of my uh, questions. You know, when I speak to people about the real possibility that there is no actual virus and that this is all, you know, a psychological operation, they simply refuse to believe yes. it. And they, they say that, oh, they know many people are, are getting sick. Right. And I, I respond right. by I saying that people normally get sick and that these government imposed lockdowns and medical protocols and psychological terrorism has caused many people to get sick and die. And how would you respond to people, you know, who, who, who say, oh, but, you know, this person and that person is getting sick. Uh, there has to be a virus. But look, this is where the military uh, psyop is coming. Remember I mentioned Napoleon Cake? There's so many layers of lies already after over the year that actually first line nobody even remember anymore. 
And that's a brilliancy of actual operation like this, because they're giving disinformation, confusing information for public. And then people simply, you know what people actually do? I don't want to think about this anymore. I get tired of all of that. In fact, they just turn TV off, which is a good thing to turn TV off. But that's all. They're living now in a vacuum of fear. They're still afraid of something, but, oh, my gosh, and this is it? Yes, I had COVID, and that's all. And I say, are you sure? I mean, yeah, two weeks you had, it's a typical, looks like to me, influenza. You have a strong influenza. Oh, no, 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 I have the proof. This is what, you know. Again, those who prepared this fake pandemic, and it took them, I believe they started preparation in the early 2000s before first SARS-1, before that. This was my next... Uh, a lot of time. Yeah, this was my next question. And you mentioned the U.S. Uh, government. So I've counted at least seven pandemic simulations immediately preceding COVID-19 from 2016 to 2019. Three, three of those seven were specifically simulating a coronavirus outbreak. There was exor- Exercise Alice uh, in the U.K. in 2016, which simulated a coronavirus outbreak. The Chinese simulated a coronavirus outbreak in September of 2019. And we know the big Bill Gates, John Hopkins World right. Economic Forum uh, eventual one in October 2019. Right. Uh, and then we, we have the grandfather uh, simulation, which you mentioned in your speech, you know, Dark Winter 2001. So right. you know, it, it's crazy. The fact that they ran these simulations should be proof enough of conspiracy, but nobody seems to care. Uh, you know, can you comment on, on, on these uh, simulations, their importance, the me- mechanism of how this, you know, COVID military, this, I guess, an extra, the, the, you know, the second or third layer of the Napoleon cake, you know, how do the simulations uh, fit in? Well, uh, first of all, amazing thing to me, I never see this before. Uh, well, because maybe I came from Soviet Union, they never do that. They never did that. So it's not, not, not in Russia now. Everything is open. Everything is done before our eyes. They're so confident and stupidity or blindness of people because they make that society this way that actually they honestly doing it in front of your eyes and people just swallowing and watching and they're not even asking questions you're right it's suspicious it's already suspicious but what i believe again it's two things here part of uh Globalists like to, let's say, exercise the muscles to show, look at us. We're not afraid. We tell you what we're doing is not a problem because you, little people, cannot do nothing about it because you are a peasants. I'm sorry, but you are peasants. You below us. They're not afraid. They're bringing China's director of CDC for the last one to one you mentioned. He's sitting around the table and the exercise and that prelude to the COVID-19. And first of all, most exercises like this has evaluation time after exercise. So that's where the juice is. That's when they actually talk, the talk, the real one, which we're not here. So I, that's played a major role into, in, in fact, this alone, although what's done is military psychological operations, in fact. 
you need to look at this with a longer, bigger picture and see how countries and militaries of other countries, they actually almost, they communicating through that in fact. And I hate to say it, we have enough examples of uh, Detroit, DARPA and BARDA and other organizations in the United States federal who communicate way too close with supposedly enemies of the Republic of the United States. And I, I view Chinese as enemies. They're not shoot at me or, you know, starve me yet. But we cannot forget they are communists, the communist country. How can we put our trust on them? How can I put trust of my family to them? Those who actually build the foundation of mRNA vaccines is China. It's a Chinese research is done. And there's another conversation on the subject. But people need to understand mRNA technology built by Chinese as a present for Western world. Present, present, I'm saying. And at present start revealing itself already. So that's another story here. But that's a simulation exercise and all. It's a prelude. It's take a long time. It's take a lot of time to communicate resources. It's take a lot of time to build operational plans behind the doors. We never hear that. We're not inside the circle. We cannot hear that. So, but it's done. And that's why I believe COVID-19 is not even planned by the pandemic. It's a fake pandemic. Everybody using the word planned. Fine. Yes, they're planned. But it's a fake. It's actually illusion. So you were talking about Russia, China, uh, and the U.S., and this is kind of uh, one of my biggest questions and that of some of my past guests that there uh, there are different theories. You know, one that this is actually a false flag event by the West against Russia, China, and the world in order to achieve planetary control. And there's another version that, you know, as you're saying that this is an operation by the East, uh, by China, uh, possibly Russia against the West. And finally, I think the version I kind of prefer mo most, and you were also alluding to it, that this is a joint operation by maybe a Western oligarchic power elite and the Eastern uh, power elite against the entire planet with the goal of creating a global planetary technocracy. What are your thoughts on this dynamic between East and West? And, you know, are Putin and Xi Jinping on board with the Great Reset? Or, or you know, are, are they fighting it out with, with the, the US uh, and Europe? I think uh, I believe a lot of things already in place for the global government. And uh, when I say in place, all countries involved in that some more, some less. And of course, if you're talking about major players, I believe there's no mistake and no communication mistake or problems between United States, China, and Russia, and European Union as well, at all. Now, to present uh, propaganda to the world, oh, like, we don't like Chinese, we don't like this, what they're doing there, and uh, what they're doing with Taiwan and all this other stuff. No, it's, uh, it's just a playground. And uh, they're moving fast. They only have, all, you know, eight years left. They need to finish what they started, and they will finish it. So I don't believe uh, that Vladimir Putin uh, has any 
problems, though he speak a lot lately, very sharply against United States and uh, against uh, the uh, terrible things United States does to the world and such. I think it's just a playground. They all uh, united, unfortunately. Now, yes, China wants to be a superpower. In fact, I say now, China seems to me is a superpower. Now, we can live in the illusional world that United States is doing well. No, United States is not doing well. United States is a bankrupt in many ways, including spiritual bankrupt. That's the worst one. Now, China knows this absolutely well. Infiltration of, I don't want to use the word spies. They research associates and doctors and all kinds of people, engineers, nuclear scientists. I work with some nuclear scientists in the early 2000 remote sensing laboratory at Nelson Air Force Base. I couldn't believe in the secret facilities we have a Chinese walking around thermonuclear devices. What's going on here? Then I went to Los Alamos Laboratory in New Mexico, and I surprised that I don't need actually English. Everybody's speaking Russian. How come that happened? Oh, they're all theoretical physicists. Oh, yeah, okay, good. What did they theoretize in there? What's going on here? Oh, we're all doing good, yes. All from Russia, Ukraine. Okay, fine. So I'm trying to say, what the people see is not what actually behind the doors happening. And I believe they're very close. They're very close to establishing what they're trying. And Great Reset is not a fantasy. It's unfortunately reality. And many people just don't want to see that reality because they don't know what it means for them. They probably think it's just some, some kind of another club in there going on. Somewhere in Europe, I don't care. So it not affect me or my family but deeply wrong. So yes, superpowers, they want to be superpowers, yes. And China plans to be a superpower and stay superpower. It's not changing at all because they practically own UN right now, really. Just uh, what, a few days ago, 50 years in UN. Oh, they accomplished a lot inside UN. And they're actually peacemakers now, surprisingly to the world. And, and humanitarian help all over them. So they built the image. We are good guys. Get comfortable. You'll be okay under our wing. That's pretty much what they're saying to the world. Except yeah, United States, I'm sorry. United States, not in the list of that things. And that's why you get our special vaccines for your families. Yeah, so and that's a different story. Yeah, I, I would agree with you and some of my past guests like Michael uh, Rechtenwald uh, say the same that Russia, China, the US, all of our na nations have been co-opted. And you, even right. looking at the use, news in, in Russia, they're moving forward with this fourth industrial revolution, great re reset uh, in Russia. They're, they're um, locking people down. They're in, uh, installing the vaccine passports, uh, controlling your, your, your movements. Uh, and I think this right. week uh, Medvedev just announced that he was speaking harshly against the unvaccinated and that they would um, have drastic measures for them. So mm -hmm. Russia and China are, are doing the same. Just just a quick, quick quick question on that point. Nevertheless, do you think at some point, somehow it, it would come to military conflict between the US, Russia and China, like a third world war, or they, they don't need that and they can just kind of ease their way into, you know, world government without a military conflict? Uh, well, 
we at the stage of a silent biological warfare right now. I call that silent biological warfare, which brilliant idea. In fact, it's a Chinese idea to use vaccines for biological weapons. And uh, in fact, about it's called backdoor technology, backdoor techniques, which mentioned by uh, General He, Major General of Chinese bio-offense, I should say, programs. And uh, he's saying it's a wonderful to use vaccines is actually for biological war purposes. And uh, in a peacetime, this is a beauty. You're not shifting armies around. You just eliminate people who you don't need. You just take a little time, just wait. And that's a strategy China took upon the West. So what I'm trying to say, China do not need Western philosophies and liberties. China do not need United States Constitution. China do not need presence of Jesus Christ in the nation. China do not need, have nothing to do with Christianity. China need obedient space with the people, faceless. That's all what they need from United States. Right now, they're trying to accomplish that shift inside United States, shift in people. And unfortunately, shift in people already happening. People not fighting back, people passive, and they know it. People full of fear, they put double masks on their faces. And that's what they like to see. So I believe whatever will be left of United States will enter into the new reset world, but not the whole United States. I think we're facing glo another global, even a global, but genetic genocide is coming. It's already here. And uh, many people will be hurt and many people will be dying. They already die now. And again, masses just not see it because they just don't care, really, until it's their family member. Even after that, they still keep going with their life. Unfortunately, I see so many cases already like this, where they lost loved ones to the so-called COVID or actually even vaccination, and they're still passive. This is amazing, and it's very, very scary. Yeah, this is like... Um you know, the, the craziest example of Stockholm syndrome that, that I've uh, ever seen. And, and perhaps, to, you know, to tell us more about these uh, vaccines, our governments are becoming obsessed with injecting us many times over with this mysterious biological medical uh, concoction. Some call it gene uh, therapy. And, and as, as you've said, many people are are dying, you know, immediately. It takes a few days. It takes a few weeks. Um, some people are having paralysis. As you said, I, I'm. There's people that I know of that are giving me r reports of this. Friends of friends, where they they took the Pfizer shot and then they got Guillain-Barré. Uh, then the severe autoimmune disorders that destroy their immune system. And my previous guest, uh, again, Dr. Francis Boyle, has called these injections um, as you have biological weapons and Franken shots. And, you know, what ultimately is, is their purpose? Is it simply just depopulation? Is it to create a pretext for the vaccine passports? And um, will, will people begin to die slowly, like in two years, five years, 10 years? Well, I think the, you know, when I first time uh, last year started reviewing uh, Pfizer, Novavax, Moderna companies and other companies, some Chinese like Fasun, I start seeing, um, you know, they always explain how this is work, revolutionary 
messenger RNA technology. First of all, it's not revolutionary at all. Soviet Union built bioweapons with recombinant DNA technology, mRNA technology, micro RNA technologies. So it's nothing new in there. What striked me and make me concerned, yes, this vaccine is clearly not healthy. Okay, we already know that. This vaccines uh, can damage your immune system. Yes, we already see that happening. These vaccines can lead to the super pandemics in the future because no immune system left. Yes, we also see that. But most important of all, these vaccines start transforming human genome into something else. Now, in the world of biotechnology, bioweaponry, Soviets uh, transform innocent, healthy bacteria like Escherichia coli, colon bacteria, into the monstrosity beast, just with editing into the nucleus of this bacteria, pieces of genome, toxins from Bacillus anthracis, little toxin specifically. And now this uh, Escherichia coli becoming very, very terrible, bacteria which can kill fast and bleed to death people very quick. In fact, this technology was given to Cubans and they did, uh, for the first time, they developed this uh, genetically modified coli in uh, uh, Luis Diaz uh, Naval Hospital in Havana, Cuba. It was a long time ago. It's, it's, uh, it, Russians help some countries, you know, who actually have familiar spirits in there. So let's put this way, with research and uh, other information. So the point is about these vaccines. These vaccines can deliver the packages into the nucleus of the cell, not just into the cytoplasm, and actually remove necessary gene sequencing and fused necessary packages into the genome human genome. So what I'm trying to say, and this is the reason why so many boosting necessary. I heard Johnson & Johnson talking about every two months you need to boost yourself. This is becoming not obsession. This is a transformation of human race into something else. That's a fingerprints of Lucifer. Now we're going into the spiritual world here. Most people say, oh, no, this is some fantasy world. This cannot be true. Chinese five-year plan for biotechnologies is research intense and collection of DNA from all over the world. You probably heard the news. They collecting the DNA for a long time. It just got into the news. The military Chinese has already planned into this five-year program and Communist Party support that that they actually be collecting intensively DNA. For what purposes? Racial bioweapons? Perhaps. But I have, I think it's a lot more sinister than that. And I believe because Chinese fingerprints are all over the Pfizer, Moderna, Jensen, Jensen vaccines. I know Jensen has different technology, viral platforms, but the same package is coming into the human cell. So what I'm trying to say, the goal and the dream 
of Charles Schwab is transformation, transhumanism, transformation of man, connecting man to artificial intelligent technologies. That's what the goal is. To me, the goal is very simple. And they're accomplishing, as I speak right now, this goal with vaccinations. The goal is dilute, change, destroy it, purity of human genome. There's another deity behind of that. There's another deity. The human genome developed by God. It was a pure thing. It is a pure thing. And actually, the biggest tragedy of the world, I say, when in the 80s they actually recovered human genome because everybody said, oh, how wonderful is that now? We can treat all illnesses and diseases and we cut genes from here and splice them and, you know, fuse another and translate and we can do anything. And where we are now, what are we doing here? Well, the man is evil inside and that's what we're doing with this information and technology. So what I'm trying to say, that's the biggest danger I see in these vaccines. And these vaccines given specifically to the Western countries with a flavor of Chinese research. You, you, University of Texas, Austin, one of the associates, in fact, I don't remember his name. You know, it's hard to spell the names. Uh, Wang Nichuang, okay? He specifically work on vital synthetic spike protein for all companies for years since actually SARS-1 outbreak. He built synthetic spike protein for vaccines for Pfizer, Novavax, Moderna, mRNA vaccines. Now, ask yourself a simple question. Why China still today refusing to use mRNA vaccines? and only using adenoviral platforms and vaccinia Ankara platforms and recombinant DNA some. But main vaccines built based on adenoviral platforms, period. So is Russia. Sputnik V is adenoviral platforms. Why are they rejecting mRNA technology so hard? What is inside of that mRNA technology they do not want to inject into their people? Simple yeah, question. This was my question. So does this mean that the East wants to protect? Uh, they don't want to do the same to their own population that they want to, to do to the West then? I say that uh, we will receive more surprises from mRNA vaccinations. Adenoviral vaccines, they are injecting into their people. They also can carry packages of genetic information, some very large packages, in fact. And they can actually also change human genome. But, hey, that's a classified information I don't know. So I don't believe Chinese government love Chinese people. No, they don't. I don't believe Russian government love Russian people. I don't believe that. I believe they're dedicated to the global new world order. They are creating changes in the human genome of their populations. But something else special given to the Western world, unfortunately. And when Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense of the United States military, pushing every single soldier and officer in the United States to be vaccinated, specifically with mRNA vaccines by the December, which next month's deadline, that is a high treason to me. 
You know what they do? You know what's happened with the military United States? If these vaccines contain some specific timer, biological timer, which actually Chinese military doctrine mentioning, one of the biological weapons of China has a bomb timers, the timer when actually something happened in the genetic levels with the cellular cells and tissues. And what do we have left of United States 800,000 army then? Can you see where I'm going towards? I'm going towards what you said. Are they planning to do something more? I believe this is the first phase of the big picture. If United States not bow down eventually before the bail system, before the bail, the, that system they introduce, and if they're not bow down, then unfortunately vaccines will be deathbed for many Americans, including military. That's can weaken in military, United States. And after that is a big question on phase two war, because phase one still silent by warfare. After that phase, as we know, Chinese military now occupying more than 90% UN forces. Well, there you go. And UN forces have a rights to enter any country under suspicious or specific circumstances. This is where I'm going. I'm not talking about invasion of America, but I'm talking about if things does not change in the United States, the United States will be destroyed, not only financially, physically, and will be removed. Honestly, it's already removed from superpower position. If we look for real at what is going on, United States is no longer shielded by God at all. The shielding is removed, unfortunately. So. I think the, there's another important, important point to, to bring up, which you mentioned at the, in the question and answer session of the speech you gave uh, a year ago, that uh, you've said Donald Trump is a globalist. Some of my past guests agree, such as uh, Pastor Chuck Baldwin, who I've interviewed. I think the evidence speaks uh, for itself. Um, uh, furthermore, you know, Trump seems to have wittingly or, or unwittingly been part of an entrapment uh, operation, which is now turning on all his uh, supporters, because now we see the MAGA movement linked to this QAnon movement, which I believe to be a government-run operation, and linked, CIA, and, and, and linked to the January 6th so-called uh, in, insurrection, which I also b believe to be a government-run operation. There's evidence for this now. We see that FBI informants were uh, leading the charge. And now anyone associated with MAGA, QAnon, the Capitol, and so on are being beginning to be labeled as domestic uh, terrorists. And there are still a few people, you know, having a lot of hope uh, in Trump. But he, he for me, he, he was a, a Trojan, a globalist a Trojan horse. So what are your thoughts there? Absolutely correct. Sometimes people just need to take time and remove the presidential status of the man and look at the man himself. That's all what they need to do. And it's all over the news. His past is speak for itself. He was always liberal. He never banned any kind of, you know, roots to conservatism. The man is shady. I'm sorry. He is shady. His connections with the pedophiles, his shady businesses, his own businesses, the fraud. I mean, the, the man is questionable, at least to say. 
Now he become a president of the United States because that was his time, okay? He knew about that in the 90s or probably 80s, that he will be a president of the United States. They need people like him because I don't believe in any election processes in the United States at all. They're gone. It's all gone. It's all facade. It's all fake. So the place people, especially on a level like this, chosen, okay? It's inner circle people. So Trump did not have not even a desire to change anything. He doesn't even care about people. He cares about himself. He's a narcissist. He has a science of narcissism all over. He loves himself. When I listen to his speech about Christ, I'm sorry. I'm a second after him, most famous man on earth. Well, thank you that you said you second at least, that you are not a savior, actually. Or maybe you son of God, too. So you know what? The man is full of it. I'm sorry. And uh, I cannot even expect him for whatever he did before that, because he just a man who need to put Trump label on everything, including drinking water bottle. And that's about who is a man is. Honestly, a cheap car salesman about the level of his. So maybe he gave a good speeches. Honestly, I didn't like his speeches. He had a lot of repetition in his speeches which part of military operational psychology. It's a style because the federal government adopted uh, counterinsurgents operations, the style of disinformation, repetitions, uh, confusion, uh, all those things is, uh, you know, adopted by federal government. They know how to do those things. So anyway, that's just what mm-hmm. I believe about him. All right. And so you've already discussed that, you know, the first phase of this operation that, you know, the silent uh, war, the psychological aspect, uh, COVID, the, the fake pandemic, uh, the possible, you know, second phase of uh, a military conflict. And maybe, you know, one of the, the final phases, the, the goal which they're pushing us towards, you know, the, the elites have painted a foul um, future for us with their so-called Great Reset, a future technocracy, cashless uh, society, social credit uh, system, where for all those who refuse to subject themselves to this system and the philosophies of the elites, you know, these, these this, they will become dissidents who will be locked out of society and, and left for dead, perhaps, you know, even put in camps, uh, perhaps even uh, exterminated. And we see, you know, these people say these vaccine passports uh, are the first uh, introduction to the digital ID, which will become the Chinese-style social credit system. My past guest, a Jewish historian, Edwin Black, calls it the algorithm ghetto. He says you don't want to be on this planet alive when this system comes uh, into being. In your Colorado speech, you said you come from a very dark place, the Soviet Union. This future sounds a lot like perhaps even worse than the dark place you come from. Uh, my past guest, Michael Rechtenwald, says that what's coming will make Stalinism look like the kindergarten of totalitarian school. Uh, so what are your thoughts on you know where we're going, this ultimate destination of the Great Reset, the contact tracing, the vaccine passport, social credit system, this dystopian future? How dark can it get? Well, it can get as dark as, uh, let's say, person probably don't want to be living anymore because it's kind of... See, when I lived in Soviet Union, <clears throat> remember I born under communism. My mother, she was a professor of history of communism in Polytechnic University 
of Leningrad. So most books I had in my house, Karl Marx, Vladimir Lenin. In fact, for the first time when I opened some books, some books was dedicated to the Lucifer and I did not know who the guy is. I didn't know nothing about all the New Testaments. I didn't know about Bible. So I said, who is this guy who that guy wrote such a big books and dedicated? Oh, that's interesting name too. Doesn't look like Russian to me. That's what came in my mind. See, the vacuum of information, nothing. So what will happen? People will be living in a vacuum. And when I say in a vacuum, the brains, the behaviors, the even conscience will be not targeted, but controlled. So now we're really touching something Soviets did not even accomplish or any North Korean accomplished. Because if you can control behavior of man, and if you can control conscious decisions of that man, still not still, kill not kill, that is going close to above Ten Commandments, pretty much. So they want to be gods, really. North Koreans, Chinese. The truth is they want to be a man, but they want to reach the gods level. That's what communism is all about. The small group so drunk into the power over the small people that they feel special. They feel different. They feel anointed. That's how they feel. They, they don't need any money. They don't need nothing. They have power. Power is everything, really. Because we all, we all sinned, okay? We're all sinners. And sinners who doesn't know light of Christ, they are looking for something else. And the power is an answer. So that's what they are. So for us, little people, to live under this society, just to have a little bicycle or maybe walk, maybe half a mile only, that's enough. You have a nice park and a few birds in there and a, and a little, you know, a lake. And you cannot touch them. Please don't. You stay away. It's environmental risk for them, not for you. Stuff like this will not make people happy. So they know it's not make people happy. So they need to fix people to make them happy. That's where the human transformation is coming. Transhumanism will make that people happy. How can you be happy when you have only your own clothes and nothing else is owned by you? I was in that position myself. We had, we, in Soviet Union, everything controlled by centralized system. You live in the condo, house. How can you get the house? You cannot have a house, small apartment for you, one bedroom maybe. What are you, professor? Well, that's what you get, dear. Okay? So, that's it. Nothing is yours. I cannot have a car. I never buy a car. I cannot... I need the five lives to save money for the car. And then I even still cannot buy it because they're not gave me. I need to have a special coupon for that. So, see? So this is how you live. And honestly, when I remember myself in this position, and again, I did not know any difference. It's Iron Curtain. Okay? I, f I thought, oh, the capitalists did all this to us. Look at this. I, now I have a coupons again. I need to go stay for bread, you know, like half a mile, you know? And it's only white and, and, and dark. That's all bread I get today. And it's actually for two weeks. Sorry, I don't have any more. Do you have more coupon? No. Stay away then. So that's kind of life. 
And people still live that life and people still quiet. 74 years of communism in Soviet Union. I think 90 years by now in China, generations of people, those people were the souls, were the desires, were the dreams. Where are their dreams? They're gone. Even the conscience is gone. I had no conscience probably at that time. I lived in a cold. What they built now for us, it's not even utopia. It's a cold. Big cold. Global. And you will be happy in there. So maybe some people will. I don't know. But I know I will not fit in this environment. Oh, I meet my savior. I don't want to be around here anymore at all. I don't want to see that. So how... Parents can tell their children who are just little now and grown up and have a dreams that no, everything be removed from you and you actually be eaten at GMO and happy and no meat for you too, by the way. So forget the meat. Don't touch the cows. They're special, you know. So anyway, this is, a, you know, it's bad, but this is a Luciferian, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, in the 90s, you said you became a Christian and Today, many people, both secular and Christian, have been turning to the Bible and Bible prophecy, given what we are experiencing, because, you know, many current events are undeniably matching this ancient prophecy. I'm just curious, you know, given your professional background and your, your faith, you know, what are your thoughts briefly on, you know, biblical prophecy and, and what is happening right now? I mean, you're saying that, and I, I agree with you, we don't, we don't know, but the way things are going, you know, in 10 years... <laughs> we might not even be here because um, in some countries there are already uh, talking about these, you know, quarantine camps and all of this, this crazy stuff. So uh, what are your thoughts on, on prophecy and where we are? Well, it's what came in my mind. I say in about six, eight months, we might not even have a conversation with you anymore. Let's put this way. I didn't say six years. I said six, eight months, the way things going. So the point is um, it's all a revelation of John. In the New Testament. So everything is in there. Everything is clear. We're entering tribulation time. And, you know, um, I came in this country, uh, you know, I become a Christian, born again Christian in 1993. I came in this country. Um, it was different in 1993 than now, for sure. Uh, the level of spirituality and belief in Christ was different than today, for sure. And I look at the churches today, and I'll be honest with you, and I want to—I I, I say like it is—that I believe we've fallen down from the cliff as a nation, United States, because passiveness and blindness of the church, evangelical church today, is spiritually castrated. I know it's a strong words, and I will say that words for only one reason why. First of all, because I believe if Christianity was more against the scene and more for the truth and more aggressive in the actions, we might did not have today communist government in place. In fact, we might have no Obama Barack pure communist for whole eight years in United States, slowly infiltrating with the, his own people every level of federal, state, and local government. 
for the purpose of this day-to-day. So what I wanted to say that um, America and the whole world, Christian world, need repentance. Repentance come not from sitting on Sunday, you know, and listen Bible verse. No, repentance coming from your own heart. It's deep. It's sac- sacred. It's special. It's special for the living God. You can do this only inside your secret closet. That's what you can do that. So if we not repent as an individual, we will not repent as body of Christ. If we will not repent as body of Christ, we will not repent as a nation. So America is like a speed train flying and the brakes removed, they're gone. The globalists removed the brakes, we're flying. And everybody who sits inside this train, they're not even paying attention to this. We're going towards cliff. And it's be a complete destruction. Because many years ago, I believe Jesus Christ removed his shield from this nation. He just took his hands away from this country. This country was blessed by God greatly for so many generations. So mentally and spiritually, people become fat, lazy, spiritually lazy. And I'm no better than anybody else, okay? I'm as sinner as everybody else. Thanks for blood of Christ that I have a right to throne of God someday. I pray. And I pray that God gave me strength to go where we're going, all of us. Because that's not be a fun. It's not be a rapture. Rapture is not for us. Rapture for the final days of tribulation, for the remnant, a small one. But what about us? We'll be facing a lot. We'll be facing turmoil. We'll be facing a lot of ugly things we cannot even imagine today. And I need to say that church betrayed Christ. $3 billion given by federal government to the 10,600 churches and ministries in the United States. It's a bribery pure for only one reason, to open dispensing sites for vaccines inside the church or to put masks on that people inside the church, the body of Christ. I don't need the masks. I have God for this purpose. I don't need any mask. I'm not living in a cold world. I want to be free. I want to breathe free as God gave me lungs to breathe free air. So the point is, when Franklin Graham said, then if Christ be on earth today walking around, he will take this vaccine. Well, I want to ask the question. Now, FDA approved vaccinations for children from 5 to 11 years old. How many children will be harmed by that? These vaccines I just described about. How many die from them? And how people, Christian people, supposedly Christian pastors, can even say something like that? Hundreds of thousands of deaths already in the United States alone. Because CDC and all these fake numbers they're given, it's not true at all. A lot of people already dead from the mRNA vaccinations in the United States. And millions of disabled, they're just waiting. Maybe they recovered or maybe they're not. I don't know. So where we are here, the only one answer for us to stay safe, stay actually survive this, is Christ. There's nobody given to us. The only one door into the heaven. That's all what we have. 
And you know what? Another thing, church no longer speak the truth, no longer truth inside their mouth. Their lips is lying. And when I see this, and I, my heart is crying out because this is the biggest concern I have. Not even these vaccines. I can see the demolishing of the once beautiful free nation. The beacon of light for the whole world is dying. In, so. Indeed, what is before us is, as you said, it's it's hard even to describe the darkness that that is before us, and a lot of people need to get much more uh, sober-minded. Um, I think you laid things out well. Is there any other uh, key point you want to get across that we didn't mention, or any any final thought uh, for us? Well, I just want to say that uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to have an end as gloomy. It looks like a gloomy end. But I want the people understand they're holding their freedoms, their liberties, and the lives of their families and their own children in their own hands. If they love their families, if they love their own children, their own blood, that they need to spend time to understand what is going on and get the big picture. And I'm not conspiracy theorist, crazy maniac who talking about this for decades in this country. I'm not. I'm a realist. It's all already reality in front of us. New world order is already here. In fact, United States has already changed. The structure already changed. It's not will change. It's already done. That's what people need to understand. And people need to not just be a vocal. I tell you what people need to do. Stop following the orders. Stop following unconstitutional orders of a little man who loves the power. It can be a mayor of the little city. It can be a local state or local health officer. It can be a state governor. It can be anybody. They need to find grassroots inside themselves. They need to unite and stop following this nonsense. They need to stop, you know, putting masks on their own children in the morning. So they go to school and sit there for eight hours and killing their brain cells and destroying their undeveloped immune system. And then they don't understand how come the child has died from some mumps or measles, such an innocent thing. That's what will be happening with these children. So we need to find who we are inside again. And only one way we can find, we need to go back to our roots. And the roots of the United States of America is Christian foundation. It's a fact, world-known fact. And that's where we need to find our boat, not the Titanic with a hole sinking, our new boat. And that new boat is Christ alone. Nobody else can give us that opportunity. We need to repent and we need to find this strength inside to change something. We need to change. We need to change back to who we are and who we are. We are a Christian nation. And with that, I don't care if it's an atheist. I don't care who it is. Don't believe in God, but you live in a free nation and it feels good. It feels Tasty. It feels like a fresh air inside your lungs. It's good. Who want to live under tyranny? Who want to live under tyranny? No one. 
And evil knows that. That's why evil have only two choices. Eliminate those who remember that fresh air or change them completely. Re-educate them like in China completely to destroy the soul so they can still be around working for them. I, I'd agree with you. We, we must fight the good fight uh, until we can't fight it uh, anymore. And as you mentioned, you know, listeners may disagree, but, you know, the bright light at the, at the end of the tunnel uh, is all about uh, eternity. So, you know, whatever happens in this life happens, but, uh, you know, b- beyond the pale is, is uh, you know, f- for myself and yourself, uh, you know, Christ is uh, the, the answer. Is there any place online people can go to find uh, your work or support you? Or do we just uh, look for your articles on Lou Rockwell? Yeah, that's the best place. In fact, under every article, I have my uh, email address if they want to communicate with me. So, but that's pretty much a platform I'm using, lourockwell.com. All right, Dr. Shepard, thank you for having the courage to speak out uh, in these truly tremendous uh, historic times that we live in. And thank you for being on Geopolitics and Empire. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast interview. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com, and I encourage you to sign up for the free email list through which you can receive an update of every new podcast, as well as a long list of key news headlines once a week. We're being heavily censored. YouTube has deleted some of our videos, and we currently have one strike. Patreon has terminated our account. Facebook has restricted our page, and Reddit has been the leading posts. Our favorite social media channels are Telegram and Twitter. The best places to watch the podcast beyond YouTube are on Odyssey, BitChute, and Brighteon. The best places to listen to the podcast are on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, Google, or on any other podcast app. To help keep this podcast alive, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and wherever else, subscribe to all our platforms, and leave a donation if possible via Subscribestar, PayPal, Bitcoin, or Ethereum. You can also find us on MeWe, Minds, Gab, Float, VK, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.